0: talk live welcome to the program you can join us here bring up whatever is on your mind the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 we got a lot as usual to discuss here tonight uh, the latest uh, thankfully there hasn't been a whole lot of news that i've at least heard regarding the freedom convoy in the last 24 hours we've been covering it heavily over the last uh two and a half weeks here on free talk live and uh thankfully i think we can actually move on to some other things here tonight but if there's something that that is it ending no um actually i was just watching earlier today it's streaming right now there's a channel called auto walks O T T A W A L K S, a guy that walks around a lot apparently, and uh, and so he walks around the you know the protest zone and talks to people and just kind of gives you a, a clue as to what's going on. And and right now he's out in front of Parliament right now, and there's still plenty of trucks and plenty of people around. There was earlier today. Once again, dancing happening out in front of the stage and and speechifying, and it looks like everything is as normal despite the talk of police maybe bringing in some sort of a no-go zone under the so-called Emergencies Act that has been invoked this week. So it may just be the police are still biding their time and planning how they're going to approach this thing because there's still you know thousands of people around. So we'll see what uh, what develops there. And again, if there's some sort of uh, fresh news that you want to bring up about that, feel free to jump in here. The number is 603-283-6160. But joining you here tonight, you've got Ian.
1: And Bonnie. And Nikki.
0: All right. So we're going to change gears into something a little unusual. We've talked uh, on occasion on this program about psychedelic mushrooms, uh, entheogenic mushrooms, whatever word you prefer to use. Uh, That uh, usually it's a discussion about adult use and how not only can it be a spiritual journey for some seekers, but it can also be uh, a healing journey for others who might have things like PTSD or uh, severe depression, for instance. These are things that there have been some studies that have been done over the last two decades primarily that show sometimes mushrooms can actually cure PTSD. They can cure addiction. Uh, to like if you've got a heroin addict or something like that. Mushrooms can be... Cigarette addiction. Mushrooms can be very, very helpful uh, for a lot of people in a therapeutic sort of use. But you don't hear a whole lot about children
2: No, usually and not. Mushrooms. And I actually first got introduced to this concept. I listened to this podcast called Medicine Stories. And it's mainly about people's experience and expertise within using psychedelics in different plant medicines. And the girls on the podcast were talking about using psychedelics while pregnant breastfeeding and giving young children psychedelics. And it it was really the first time I had ever really thought about that. It seems mm-hmm. like kind of crazy to me at first. But the more I looked into it, the more I kind of realized, well, you know, if we're taking all of these other pharmaceutical medications, then... Are those, how are we deeming those to not be harmful? And we're saying that things like LSD and psychedelic mushrooms would be harmful. So Hmm. it's interesting.
0: It's definitely counterintuitive because everybody is always told, oh, drugs and kids, bad. Drugs Mm -hmm. and kids can't do that. You're a bad person. Well,
1: meth and kids probably is bad. Yeah, I agree with that. (laughs) Um, But
0: here we're talking about not some sort of human manufactured product. We're talking about something that grows naturally in the, you know, not in the earth, but it, it, it grows in cow dung typically, but it grows naturally. These things happen and over time humans in, we've been reading, we read a Terrence McKenna book recently, Bonnie, you and I, that talks about the history of Mushrooms and their use by humans all around the planet it's called for food
1: of the gods
0: thousands of years, and so these are very very natural substance. Um, that doesn't mean that it's not an incredibly strong substance that can induce many thoughts and potential visions and things like that. So you know we always talk about set and setting as an important aspect of yeah, how absolutely. one should should utilize these things. Whether again whether it be for a spiritual or a therapeutic. Uh, use or just have fun at, at uh, you know, with some friends, although it really isn't a party drug. It's more of a yeah. introspective kind of thing.
1: And if people are afraid to be too intense for a kid, I think a kid would be the perfect person to take it because, really, well, when you first start smoking weed, it's like, there's nothing about it that makes you scared at all. You're just like... I was
0: scared of the police.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, scared of the police. <laughs> yeah. But
0: the weed itself, but no.
1: I remember in high school and middle school getting just so, so high... That if that happened to me nowadays, I'd be like, oh, my God, something's hap- happening that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Because now I have like uh, more, I don't know, more th- things in my life that could make me nervous. I don't know. But yeah. as a kid, you like have, you're more carefree mm-hmm. and you could just get so much higher and not care and be like, oh, wow, this is just how weed is." I don't so know how to explain it.
2: Do you think it's like the innocence factor and like the lack of trauma, so to speak? Mm, I mean, it could be that.
0: Well, hold on. I want to clarify something here. Nikki, the story you brought in tonight, you're talking about children, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's a Mexican tribe that is feeding children of four. Okay. But,
0: Bonnie, you're talking about when you were a teenager. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But I know lots of people that started
1: smoking weed at like 9, 10, 11.
0: Okay. Well, and
1: it's not the same as mushrooms, but- No,
0: definitely not the there same. There are lots
1: of like 20 year olds who've never smoked him would be like, no, no, no. I'm
2: yeah. too scared because they have the mm-hmm. preconceived ideas about it.
0: That something's wrong with it. And
2: you can microdose, too, and Mm -hmm. it have a very healing therapeutic effect without actually tripping. Uh, In this story, it seems like the children are taking enough Uh to... I think they're hallucinating, so definitely not microdosing, but...
0: Well, I want to hear about this because it is, like I said, it is, seems very counterintuitive. I think a lot of people are going to initially recoil yeah. uh, at this. So wh- what's the source? Where are you getting this story from?
2: This is from the Daily Mail. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about it. So Margarito Mendoza still remembers a time when he was just five years old that his grandmother first fed him magic mushrooms. In a ritual to celebrate surviving childhood, Margarito underwent an ancient shamanic custom in his Mexican hometown of San Jose del Pacifico. Hmm. The boy was fed the hallucinogenic uh, Mexicana fungus by his family, who then guided him on his journey. I was very scared at the visions that appeared to me because I had no idea why I was seeing them, he told Mail Online in an exclusive interview. Um... Margarito is a member of the Zapotec indigenous tribe Mm. in southern in the southern Mexican state of I don't know how to say this, but in southern Mexico, (laughs) who, according to local accounts, have been using hallucinogenic mushrooms in rituals for thousands of years. So at this point, this is part of their culture. Yes. And they've been doing it for thousands of years.
0: So they, they're they familiar with it. They know what to expect.
2: They're with their families.
0: This is a yeah. generational thing that just happens. You reach a certain age, five or whatever it is in this case. Like, all right. And you, then
2: you survive childhood, yeah. apparently. Yeah, that's like, the, it's the celebration. It's like, okay, you made it. You reached five years old. Time to celebrate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My family all took them at the same time and we went walking wow. in the forest, he said. I heard the trees speak to me, and the wind flowed before my eyes like a rainbow river. Sounds beautiful.
0: That sounds so absolutely amazing. Yeah. I mean, just trying to imagine the level of connection or bonding that you could have with yeah. with a family. I mean, because that's ultimately what families want—they want you know their kids to grow up and love them, and you know, be good kids and all that. Uh, and I think that mushrooms can bring people uh, a certain level of bond that they otherwise wouldn't have, like. Because of drug prohibition, when I was growing up, my mom was absolutely in favor of the war on drugs. I believe she still is, uh, which is sad to me. And I could never imagine. I can't even envision what taking mushrooms with her would be like. Like It it seems to be completely, you know, it's, it's out of the realm of possibility. And so, like, even thinking about it does not seem like a positive to me because of who she has been she's not a bad person that mindset right i love her but it's just not for her it wouldn't work out but to be in a family where that is something that is a tradition that's been passed down for generations that okay we've got you know it's the weekend we're going to go for a walk let's all take you know half a dose of mushrooms and make that walk way more interesting so i want to hear more about this that's coming up if you want to share your thoughts were you on mushrooms at a young age you want to talk about it it's free talk live talk live the phones are open you can join us here the number for you is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 coming up here tonight bonnie's got a story about the my pillow (laughs) guy i'm not sure what exactly he did where did he go? Didn't he try to go to Canada and get refused entry? I don't know
1: about like that, that, but he was here in New Hampshire at the Doubletree in Manchester. Oh, really? Talking to uh, state reps.
0: We'll talk about that. Uh, the state reps, by the way, in New Hampshire, uh, they voted for a quote-unquote marijuana legalization bill today, and it's it's not a very good bill, and I'm, oh, I'm pretty no. bummed about it. I mean, I, I guess it's kind of good that it's legalization, but... And it's kind of good that they're not going to quote unquote tax it, but they're going to turn it over to the government to sell.
2: Oh. And it's like,
0: what are you thinking? Why are you, Why are the, you know, Liberty Reps sponsoring this bill? I, I don't know. It doesn't make any really? sense to me. Yeah.
2: Maybe they think it's like a baby steps in the right direction.
3: Yeah, and I always sh- think no. that's retarded.
1: I'm tired of baby steps in the right direction. Yeah. Just start yeah. putting out things that are actually good and then getting people to talk about it and explain why it makes sense.
0: I agree with that. Um, Unfortunately, you're not a state rep, so... I don't want to be.
2: Free market weed only.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I I don't think that it's going to prohibit people from acquiring cannabis, let's say, on the dark web or getting it from somewhere else but uh, but ultimately it's going to give the state a monopoly on sales and i think that's a huge mistake but
1: all libertarians should know that the alcohol monopoly state monopoly on alcohol is bad so why yeah. don't they put yeah. two and two together
0: it's really bad and it's hard to change because yeah. you know you could argue oh well we're just taking this initial step and then eventually we'll open up the market and we'll let anyone who wants to you know with a convenience store or anybody anywhere can sell Uh, this stuff and that's not going to it's not going to be easy. The government's not
1: going to want to give away their monopoly. Not after they went to open
0: 10 stores. The the bill that I was looking at earlier says they're going to open 10 stores. They're going to keep it separate apparently from the liquor stores. So it's not just that they're going to add a section at the existing liquor stores which would be a cheaper way to go about it. No they're going to open up entirely new retail outlets. Create a whole new government uh, bureaucracy. Hire all new government bureaucrats just to have government weed stores in New Hampshire. At least that's the way the bill's written. There apparently is yeah. an amendment to the bill, which I was not able to find. It's not as easy to find the amendments to the bills as it is the bills themselves. So who knows? Maybe the amendment made it made it better. Maybe the amendment opens it up for competition. But and I'm it's not like optimistic. All
1: the about way it. through, voted on. Passed. no
0: no it was just the state house so it could still mm-hmm. fail in the senate the governor could still veto it okay. but it did look like it was a veto proof um ratio i did not do the calculation to see for sure but it, at, a, at a glance it looked like it was more than 67 percent that had voted for this and mm-hmm. so if if the same thing happens in the senate if it gets the same veto proof uh, number of votes then it wouldn't matter what the governor does he could he could veto it and then they can just override they could vote mm-hmm. to override that so we'll see, we'll see how that develops. The, the real disappointment about that is that there are like, I don't know, half a dozen legalization bills this time around. There are some that are worse than others, and this is one of the worst ones. Uh, others, the ones that I like the best are the constitutional amendments, where somebody's put forward, I think there's two of them, and at least one of them basically is just like a one-liner that says, all people in New Hampshire or adults or whatever have a constitutional right to possess cannabis. Yeah, I like that one Boom.
2: Too. Yeah, take care Done. of it. Done.
0: Uh, now, of course, that doesn't solve the sales question or anything like that, but I think that you want to talk about a step in the right direction. That's a step in the right direction because it doesn't create a regulatory structure. It doesn't create government you know taxation or anything like that.
2: But as far as the sales go, like you can just buy and sell and grow weed, and it's fine. That's well I don't get why it would it'd be, be nice if you could, but yeah. that's
0: that's currently illegal, and this bill will also make it illegal unless you're a government approved. Uh, grower, right? So you can so, grow it legally as long as you get. Oh, their so approval. it's
2: not even going to be like in Massachusetts where like you can have like I think it's like ten plants per person in the house.
0: I don't think that's addressed in this bill. I think there might be a separate bill for home grow. So it's there's and a lot going on. With what's going to
1: happen to all the stores, the medical stores that are already open? They're just going to be forced to shut down and military I that's mean, a how, good the question
0: over? i presume they would still be selling medical cannabis so mm. to those with the medical card they could still go to those stores mm. um, but i but, mean
1: they wouldn't but i don't be part think they could the sell government.
0: recreational oh. but that's an excellent question bonnie it's a long bill i didn't read the whole thing i just scanned through it so we're talking about drugs and we're going to continue that discussion also want to invite you over at freetalklive.com we've got archives you can download episodes of the show that go way back over at freetalklive.com so please enjoy those And don't forget about Intercoin. They can help any business and organization launch their own currency and raise money using their own token. And now they've launched their investor token worldwide, and you can get it on an exchange called Xmarkets. It's exmarkets.com. All you need is an email address to sign up, and that will allow you to keep your privacy intact. You can deposit dozens of different cryptos, including Bitcoin. Onto X Markets, trade them for tether. Use that tether to buy ITR, which is the Intercoin Investor Token. You can learn more about the Intercoin Vision at intercoin.org, and you can buy or sell ITR on xmarkets.com. Exmarkets.com. Uh, so we've been talking. Uh, the first topic of the show tonight is uh, from Eunuch. You, You've got a story from the Daily Mail about Mexican families that yep. are doing mushrooms, psychedelic mushrooms, doing them together. As a family, with kids as young as four, five, six years old, and I'm really interested in this this topic. I mean, i I'm not interested in having a family personally, but I think it's it's very it's very cool that yeah. this is happening and that this has been happening for generations,
2: and it's something that doesn't get talked about a lot because no. most people just have the philosophy like, don't give children drugs. Right. But when you look at it as medicine, and not as a drug, I think sometimes that perception changes a little bit. So this story is talking about a man, Margarito, who is recounting his experience with psychedelic mushrooms, taking them with his family. So he says, my family all took them at the same time, and we went walking in the forest. I heard the trees speak to me, and the wind flowed before my eyes like a rainbow river. The Mexican fungus, which induces hallucinations, lack of rational judgment, And a sense of well-being grows in the mountains of the state from May until September. So they're locally Mm. harvesting them as well. Um, The mushrooms are seen as sacred by many in the community and are regularly used in ritual ceremonies conducted by local shamans. One of which involves celebrating the passage of infancy into childhood. Oh, okay. So is that younger than five?
1: Because the other one was celebrating...
2: Being yeah, I childhood. think I think I misunderstood what they meant when they said, because they said celebrating surviving childhood, it seemed, or maybe they misspoke, they meant surviving infancy, infancy. Mm-hmm. so you're like, oh, you're not a toddler anymore, you're a kid right. now, because that would be like right around yeah. four years old. Um, three-year-old Alejandro Garcias, whose parents run the town's oldest restaurant, will be fed the hallucinogenic mushrooms when he undergoes the ritual in June next year. The boy, who is not even in school yet, will be dressed in the traditional garb, That the Zapotec people will be taken into the hills above his village, where his parents will pick the mushrooms and eat them with their son. Hmm. When the hallucinogenic effect of the fungus begins to set in, they will begin chanting, giving thanks to their pagan gods... For the later member of their community.
0: We will continue with more about families uh, using psychedelic mushrooms together. The number here is 603 283 6160, something that I expect is fairly rare within the United States. But if you were raised in a family like this and you want to tell us about it, feel free. It's Free Talk Live. Do you
4: feel like your country no longer holds your values?
0: Talk Live. You can join us. The number is 603-283-6160 That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, you've got Ian
1: and Bonnie
2: and Nikki.
0: We're talking about an unusual subject and one that I think a lot of people are going to recoil at initially, but I think people should give this a chance. Uh, I understand there probably are people in our audience, maybe, you know, folks listening on a conservative talk radio station out there that just cannot even fathom this whole concept that somebody would actually give their kids psychedelic mushrooms. Um, But I suspect somebody who is thinking that way has never actually tried psychedelic mushrooms, so you don't know anything about them. And you're just judging, you're just prejudging based on drug war propaganda that has been out there for, you know, generations. Which are lies, by the way, about these things. And so you know it's hard to tell somebody like that, okay well you know at least keep try to keep your mind open about this. These are people in Mexico that you're telling us about, Nikki, families who've been doing this for generations, this thousands is,
2: of years. yeah this is
0: a tradition that goes back for a very long time. Uh, they've got you know the uh, the people that have used these mushrooms, the shamans. Uh, they use not just mushrooms, but other things, you know, frog venom, and there's a variety of different kind of uh, entheogenic substances that these people take in order to provide them with various different visions for different reasons. Uh, and you know what? That's their that is their right as a human being to put whatever they want into their own body, and it's their right as a family to decide for their kids what to do together in the same way that a family can decide to sit down and watch hours and hours of television together, which is by no means yeah. a, you know, a positive, healthy thing to do and on it a is regular like a drug. basis. Absolutely. Uh, and you know, just like they can set, decide to go to McDonald's every single day, uh, every week for, you know, not very healthy food, not very healthy eating. So there's plenty of bad choices That families make, and I think this is a very wholesome choice, honestly. I think that what they're talking about, um, you know, having a coming-of-age ceremony where the entire family takes mushrooms together and goes for a walk uh, and, you know, just experiences nature, that sounds pretty awesome to me. Sounds amazing. Yeah. So what else do you want to share from this Daily Mail story?
2: So his mother, Lila Gomez, says, we don't see it as dangerous she consumes the mushrooms on a regular basis
0: well by by definition the taking of mushrooms is actually like the least dangerous drug you can do Yeah,
2: Uh, you can't really overdose on them i mean you can't maybe you can take too much and it's like a little bit too intense that's for sure But it's not like you can take bad acid and like have a really bad trip because it was like fake or whatever like Generally, they're pretty safe, and they're if you're taking a correct dose and you're in a good setting and you're in the right mindset. Yeah, I think they're pretty harmless, and they actually have tons of benefits.
1: You also can't overdose and die.
0: Yeah, you're yeah. not going to die from taking you know too much mushrooms. And again, the only thing you really need to be concerned with is that you get the right mushrooms. So yeah. you have to be careful about which mushrooms you consume because some of them are deadly right like yeah. you know you got to know what you're looking for and guess what people who've been doing this for generations know exactly what they're doing yeah. they're not sending the 4-year-old 4-year-old <laughs> out find to find them the f- themselves
2: right. yeah right. i mean like even in here in New Hampshire i harvest mushrooms mm-hmm. not necessarily psychedelic mushrooms but i harvest different kinds of mushrooms to eat and mm-hmm. if you know what you're looking for then it's a safe practice exactly you know
0: and there's you know you can learn things it takes time i imagine yeah. but the people who do this they know what they're doing uh when you look at the drug chart that dr david nutt put together up in the uk probably like a decade ago now after he was there basically their drugs are and he ended up i think quitting or getting fired or something and he he turned and he went against the war on drugs and he came out with a list of drugs uh by the harm to the individual and harm to society. Mushrooms is at the bottom of the list. Heroin and alcohol are at the top. They're basically tied for the m- number one most dangerous drug.
1: And yeah, alcohol is legal.
0: And correct. And uh and cannabis is kind of like mid pack. You would have you would expected cannabis to be lower than it actually ended up on the list. But mushrooms are all the way at the bottom as the lowest, the least damaging to the individual, and the least damaging to society. So, yeah,
2: I'm not surprised yeah. by that at all. So there's a lot of history and culture surrounding these sacred plants. They link us directly with our ancestors. The mushrooms are good for the soul. A local witch doctor who conducts the ceremony following intense steam baths in her Temescal a rudimentary sauna in which herbal tea is poured over red hot stones for the purification of those inside the steam in local herbs in it help clear the mind and prepare for the voyage of the mushrooms that you take and you know witch doctor is probably not like how she would describe herself Uh, and that's probably a shaman that's what i was thinking too because in the title it mentions something about witch doctor and i feel like which doctor just has such a negative connotation sure I'm thinking yeah, of some woman with purposeful. a big wart
0: on her nose over a <laughs> yeah. cauldron you know yeah, exactly cackling.
2: <laughs> the hallucinogenic fungus, although illegal for recreational use in Mexico, are nevertheless permanent uh, permitted for consumption in indigenous settlements where the hmm. where the culture holds them as sacred medicine, so not legal in lists. You're in these indigenous cultures.
0: Well, did you know that in New Hampshire, according to a Supreme Court case that was decided in December of 2020, it is legal under the Constitution to do psychedelic mushrooms and arguably any other um, drug that you choose for spiritual purposes? Hmm it it's a i didn't know that crystal clear unanimous supreme court there was not a single dissenter on the supreme court of new wow. hampshire in this they particular case they overturned
1: a conviction a guy had correct they wow,
0: overturned a conviction that a, a member of the Oklavueha church which is a native american church that is a, essentially a psychedelic church uh you know he's got his membership card and everything and and there's certain rules around how he has to use the mushrooms like he can't do them in public for instance that's one one uh, and generally, people
1: wouldn't. I right. used to know a guy who would drive on shrooms, and that Bad was plan. terrifying. Yeah. Bad plan. I would never
2: get in the car with somebody No, on you're shrooms. supposed to like, hug a tree or something, <laughs> okay. like, go on a walk in the woods. You're <laughs> not yeah. supposed to get behind the wheel. Don't use heavy the equipment. Wheel. Yeah. Yeah, please don't no. use heavy <laughs> equipment
0: while uh, while tripping. But that was a really cool um, story about uh, like a real pleasant surprise. And the reason for it is because in New Hampshire, the New Hampshire Constitution's Bill of Rights not only protects your right to religion, meaning you have the right to have a religion, whichever religion you choose, but it also protects your right to worship. And that's the key difference between what the U.S. Constitution does, which only protects your right to religion, but the New Hampshire Constitution goes further and says you have a right to worship God in the way you choose, so long as you don't, Disturb other people's peace. So you can't go out and like shout in front of somebody's house and say you're praying, right? Yeah. Like you, you've got to be peaceful in your use, which is why, you know, if you do it at home, first of all, odds are you're not going to get caught in any way, shape, or form. This yeah. guy ended up having his house raided. Uh, and <laughs> I don't know if somebody snitched on him or what the reason why that happened. But you know, if you're doing mushrooms alone by yourself or with your friends in your home, you're probably not going to get caught in the first place. But if you do it in New Hampshire and by some chance you do get caught, if you're doing it for spiritual reasons, that case is going to likely get overturned, which is amazing.
2: That's awesome. So, it's not lo- just Mexico. <laughs> A local woman who sells the mushrooms preserved in honey in her shop to tourists says mm. they are teacher. We use them not only to feel closer to nature, but also to ask deep questions and find solution to life's many problems. Mm-hmm. Vegetable gnosis. Yep. Yeah. As well as eaten fresh or preserved in honey, locals also consume the psy- psychedelic drug in tea after boiling the mushrooms in water or milk. The town's fame for legal mushrooms has started to attract backpackers traveling in Mexico, particularly those pa- passing through the popular nearby beach resort of Puerto Esconido.
0: We're going to continue here more on. Use of mushrooms at a young age. Is this a dangerous activity? Should we be frightened? Do we need the police to come in with a drug task force and attack dogs? That's going to make a kid's life better, right? Let's have a police raid. And
1: take their their parents. Rest their parents, right.
0: Uh, The number is 603 283 6160. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here. The phones are open. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian.
1: It's Bonnie. And Nikki.
0: So, we're talking about psychedelic mushrooms and kind of an aspect that I don't know if we've ever covered. I mean, we've talked a lot about drugs over the years on this program and the responsible adult use of drugs is it possible to have responsible use of drugs involving children and when i say children i mean like children not teenagers but people who have not hit puberty we're talking about people six years old or younger in some cases in mexico doing mushrooms As a family outing, as a family spiritual journey, as a rite of passage, we've got somebody watching us on apparently our Facebook feed, Nathaniel Kaspitas says, do not, in all caps, do not give underage children psilocybin magic mushrooms. Why not? Well, I would say that as a default message, yeah, you shouldn't just hand a kid a mushroom and say, all right, Johnny, have a good day.
2: (laughs) Yeah, right. Right.
0: So like, if that's going to happen then it does need to happen in the way that I think they're doing it down in Mexico, this uh, tribe of people that have been doing it for generations, where it's done together as a family occasion. That's what makes sense to me.
2: I would also like to paint a picture for everyone. So say you have a baby in the hospital, right? Mom gets an epidural, which has fentanyl in it. Mm. You know, the thing that everybody's ODing on the streets, the synthetic heroin. So that and then the baby's born, right? Then it gets hepatitis B vaccine. It gets erythromycin in its eyes for no reason. And then by the time the child is four years old, they receive about 50 different injections. So to me, and mind you, a lot of those medications and the vaccinations that these children are getting can have some pretty nasty side effects. Sure. Hmm. So that's what it's like in our culture
0: and now they want to pump them with the uh the covid vaccine
2: too. yeah excellent point nikki yeah so in other cultures instead of doing that they live off the land they live mm-hmm. natural healthy lives they live with nature they eat whole foods fruits and vegetables and clean water and maybe they take a dose of psilocybin mushrooms with their families in a safe and loving environment. So how is that worse than what we are doing to our children in the United States? Great Not,
0: question. I mean, it sounds you know? to me like it's an amazing experience. I, I mean, I'm jealous. I wish that I could have had something like that as a kid. Not that yeah. I had a bad upbringing or anything like that, but I didn't have that.
2: And I think a lot of people, especially in, you know, in the United States and in other areas Kind of have a lot of trauma Mm -hmm. in their child. You know, I know a lot of people that have gone through foster care and they've just told me horror stories. Oh, yeah. So I think a lot of the things we're doing in our cultures are not conducive to like a mentally and physically healthy life. No doubt. Right. Like a lot of people have a lot of trauma. They have PTSD they have anxiety, and they have depression. And that gets passed
0: down, right? Like yeah. that gets passed down from generation to generation because, yeah. you know, you get raised in a household where dad's got PTSD, that's probably going to be a kind of a crappy childhood having to deal with that. Yeah. And what's that going to do to the kids?
2: So maybe this is a way that they are kind of putting their children in a positive frame of mind because I know you you guys have also taken had experiences with mushrooms correct I have yeah mm-hmm. so it's a very like peaceful loving beautiful experience and I I know personally some people who have taken mushrooms and after that experience they stopped struggling with depression they mm. they looked at the world a completely different way and it affected them very very positively so what if we were just starting that Younger, instead of waiting until you're like 30 years old to have this healing experience, and then
0: you've built up 30 years worth of problems and issues, and you you have to deal with all that at once. Yeah, Uh, that can be a challenge.
2: And the other part about
1: it is doing it with your adult family members who want what's best for you instead of going and doing mushrooms at a party with some kid who wants to drive on mushrooms.
0: Yeah, huge difference in the set and setting there in that particular case, which is the most important factor. Uh, the set being what you bring your mental mindset to like are you prepared for this are you afraid of it because if you're afraid of it not a good time for it yeah Um, setting being the physical you know where are you are you in a place where you feel comfortable have you been there before Uh, are you around other people who you know and you're comfortable with or are you at some sort of like you said a party with a bunch of strangers so like there's Real bad places to do things like uh, mushrooms and then there's some just excellent places where the odds that something could go wrong are very, very slim unless, of course, you know, you take a heroic level dose and you've got some serious issues deep down that you have to deal with. You might have a bad trip in that case, but at least you're then around people that you care about. Uh, you're not in a place where a cop's gonna like stumble across you or whatever. Yeah. So, like, there's definitely some better circumstances in which to do these things.
2: And I think that's why people do have bad trips is because of their like emotional turmoil and their built up trauma.
0: Absolutely. When you're
2: four years old, like, you don't have that. Yeah. I mean, some, unfortunately, some young children do, but I'm assuming that most don't. Mm-hmm. So, when you have like that innocence factor, And you don't have all of those like negative preconceived ideas of the world and of the experience you're about to have. I think it allows these children to have a much better experience.
0: I agree with you. I mean, it has to be a much more pure experience because those kids haven't been, uh, you know, diluted or debased by all the propaganda. I mean, for me, when I first started doing cannabis, I mean I touched on this earlier my biggest fear was I thought the cops were going to bust in I, I yeah. thought like and, that, and it wasn't that I, that I thought that while it was happening because I was able to kind of put that aside once it actually you know got high and laughed a lot and had a good time with my friends but prior to that like the planning of it we were so meticulous like we had an escape route if the cops were going to show up because mm-hmm. we were you know we've been indoctrinated yeah. by the drug abuse resistance education or whatever dare uh, you know for, <laughs> yeah. for years and you know they told us that, that this was as bad as heroin and you know you're going to go to prison or whatever and so having to get over some of those things and then further years later for me to use uh, lsd and then ultimately mushrooms i think i did lsd before i did mushrooms but to do a psychedelic like that was you know to go to a new level and there was some some trepidation around that too because of all the propaganda yep and you just you know Kids don't have that if they're four years old or whatever.
1: That's what I meant by it it seems like it would be easier for a kid to take it because I didn't do mushrooms until I was, I think, 22. And if somebody asked me the day before if I would ever do it, I might have been like, no, that's kind of scary. The Mm -hmm. only reason I did it was because my friend kind of randomly was like, oh, I have these. She's one of my best friends I've known for over a decade. Mm. And we were just in her house. I love her house so much and i was like I, I guess yeah i guess i'll i'll do it with you and it was like, it was great doing it with one of my best friends ever but nice. um yeah all i was saying that for was to say if i had done it at a younger age i would have just been probably more like oh yeah i'll do it mm-hmm. I, I remember in uh like middle school thinking like oh yeah i'd totally do mushrooms but then it's like you wow. get older and you're like no wait think about it, it might be scary yeah. i
2: don't
3: know
0: yeah, I never had any thought like that when I was in middle school or anything because I'd been purely indoctrinated by the by the system. I read to be afraid of that stuff.
1: Go ask Alice and then I wanted to do drugs.
0: Oh, <laughs> nice. Mm-mm. What else do we need to know? Is there more to the story, Nikki?
2: Um, just the rest of the story is some of the shamans and the local people just talking about how this culture Paired with the beautiful beaches, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. has attracted a lot of tourists. So, a lot of tourists go there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. And I guess there's some people who are staying there. Like, there's this one guy from Australia that is running a hostel there Mm. and he's selling these mushrooms to tourists. Wow. And there have been some bad experiences because I think they're just really strong and they're doing it. I think. The indigenous people there are doing the ritual in a specific way. You know, they're doing the cleansing steams first mm-hmm. and they're they're leading you on this journey and they're making people feel safe. So I think when you just have some like random young tourist girl coming, I guess. And um, she buys
0: some mushrooms and then woo, see what happens.
2: Yeah. So I think they've had some bad experiences with that. It's so, inevitable. I mean, yeah.
0: if you've got this tourist mentality, uh, people are just going to come to this place. They're going to they're going to get uh, go on a trip. It's just numbers, right? Like you put a thousand people through a trip. Somebody's going to have a bad trip. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's five people. I don't know if it's two people or uh, 25 people, but there's a percentage of that thousand people that are going to have a bad time. That's just the way it is.
2: We're going back to like the conversation we were just having where some people have a lot of built up turmoil and trauma. So that can sometimes I mean, it's a healing process. I mean, it strips you down to the core and it makes you it
0: forces you to face those things. And some people don't want that. And that's why they have the bad time. I think. I think so, too. The number here is 603-283-6160. And even if it's not a bad trip, it can still be uncomfortable in some ways. uh, Because, again, it is a very personal experience. The number is 603-283-6160. You can join us here. Share your thoughts. Uh, Coming up, there's news about the pillow guy, Mike Lindell. Get into that on the way. It is Free Talk Live. Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want here as we kick off the second hour of the program. Joining you in the studio, it's Ian. It's
5: Bonnie. And Nikki.
0: open phones at 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. For those of you just tuning in, uh, we've been talking about psychedelic mushrooms for children and. It sounds crazy at first blush, but when you actually get into the story, which we did in the last hour, we're not going to you know dig too deep at this point, but I just want to recap for you. Uh, the Mexic- there's some Mexican folks down in the southern Mexico, indigenous tribe types, that have been using psychedelic mushrooms for generations as a family. And they do it together as a family, including children. And you know what? They think it's a good thing. And who's to say that it's not? Who's to tell these people that they shouldn't be doing that to their kids? Because the only reason why you believe that is because of drug propaganda, is because of the war on drugs and the prohibitionism here and the puritanism here in the United States. That's the only reason why you could disagree with these families doing this stuff. If you want to weigh in, you can join us here at the number 603-283-6160. Let's go to Riley. He's calling us from Utah Riley, you're on Free Talk Live. This, by the way, the uh, the very same Riley, who is the guy that edits the Daily Digest for the free, uh, for free Talk Live's archives every day.
1: And he's been a co-host.
0: Correct. Welcome back. Yeah, I have been. Thank you.
6: So I love the topic of psychedelics because I've had experience with psychedelics. Um, my first experience was with mushrooms in ceremony, so that was really cool. But I wanted to talk about cannabis and spirituality and also people forget that cannabis, like mushrooms, like ayahuasca, like LSD, can be a spiritual tool for expansion of one's consciousness.
0: Absolutely. Now, something that you—you're um, a blind man, just for our listeners that uh, that have never heard you before—something that you wouldn't yeah. be able to see about cannabis. I showed Bonnie the other day, when you put cannabis with, like, <laughs> the real crystalline high-end cannabis, like the good, good, good stuff, uh, when you put those crystals under a microscope. What do they look like, Bonnie?
1: Little teeny tiny mushrooms.
0: I'm telling really? you, they look no like way. little oh, teeny. That's amazing. Like, yeah. So cannabis is literally coated with little teeny mushroom looking things. It's fascinating. They're called trichomes, so they're not technically mushrooms, but it's awfully interesting. And a, they, a few
1: of them like, didn't look like mushrooms, but a lot of them did.
0: Yeah, they really do. Anyway, um, I think that's interesting because cannabis is considered a mild psychedelic. And yeah, it is absolutely a spiritual um, drug.
6: What I'd recommend for those who want to explore this idea is, if you're going to take cannabis as a spiritual tool, I'd recommend having a ritual with it. Maybe you have a couple hours before your your session to clear your your mind, your room where you're going to use it, and take a take a little bit and take enough that you feel like it's going to work with you, and just sit sit with it, sit in silence, or put on some really calm music to help the experience, and I think from my experience with it, it's been really beneficial in my own personal life. Mm. And you were raised Mormon, is that right? I was. I was raised Mormon. My parents and my family are still in the church. I am not. And Have so, they, like, turned
0: you, know, you out like a cult? Are you still, like, together with your family, or do they know about your use of cannabis and other my, things?
6: Family does not know about my use except my younger brother, since he's my roommate. Mm. But he doesn't seem to really
0: care. Okay. <laughs>
6: um, my family doesn't know I've left the church, so I kind of keep that on the down, though. Oh, um, okay.
0: Because that's what Mormons are known—they're they're known for that, right? Like, don't they turn away people who leave the church?
6: Some of them do, some, some of them do. don't. It just depends on the family. I see. From what okay. what i heard. Um, but yeah, I really like cannabis as a spiritual tool. Mm-hmm. Um, I've recently acquired a dry air vaporizer to use cannabis, and it's been really nice.
0: Very nice. It's always better there to vaporize it than to, uh, to smoke it, if you have the choice. Yeah. Now, didn't Utah have a ballot measure recently for, was it just medical cannabis?
6: Yes, just medical, and that's still medical in Utah. So it's harder to use cannabis in Utah recreationally or spiritually than... Neither state really did it
0: pass. Did correct. the medical measure pass?
6: Oh yeah, there are medical dispensaries here for cannabis wow.
0: already. Okay, who would have thought Utah would not be like among the last of the states? I mean, it's mid-pack, right? Like I think there's thirty-something right. uh, states that have medical at this point. So I guess it is technically on like the bottom ten or or close to <laughs> close to the bottom ten. But it's not the dead last, yeah. so that's that's kind of a surprise.
6: I'm excited because. It's moving forward, and I'm hoping that one day Utah will become recreational rather than medical, but I don't think it's going to happen.
2: I'm sure it will. I mean, that's kind of the direction that all of the states are going in.
0: Maybe. There may Most, still be some. Least, I mean, there may know. still be a few holdouts of, like, stalwarts of prohibition. Think about this, Nikki. There are still states that are that have blue laws. There are still states where you cannot buy alcohol on Sunday. Or yeah, there's, there's even what they call dry counties in some southern yeah. states where you can't buy alcohol at all. Doesn't matter what day of the week or yeah. what time it is. The
2: town I grew up in in Massachusetts was a dry town. They have them up here too. Yeah, but you would just drive like five minutes to the next town. Sure, so that's it how everybody does so I, it. So, well, was
1: it illegal to drink? And no, no, town? you okay? Oh. So you could you
2: drink, but you just mm-hmm. couldn't buy it. Wow. And I actually wow. think that's fine because it was like a small farmy town, and there was like you know two gas stations. It, there wasn't really space for liquor store, and I feel like if the people that live there don't want there to be liquor stores or restaurants that serve liquor, oh, I mean, just
0: to clarify. Could you not buy liquor? Could you not buy beer or wine?
2: You couldn't buy beer, wine, or liquor. See So any sort of alcohol.
0: Okay, that's the problem with that is it just forces, like you said, people to go elsewhere. So now all of a sudden somebody who wants to drink has to drive in order Mm. to drink. And not everybody is a responsible person when it comes to that. So you're actually encouraging that's not their intention, but laws and prohibitions have unintended consequences. And so their intention is, well, we just want to stop people from drinking. Well, no, you've just moved the drink, you know, the drinkers. You've forced yeah. them to go outside of the town and therefore have to drive back in with it. And some of them are going to pop a beer open or you know, pop open a bottle of Jack Daniels on the way home. Whether we like it or not, yeah. that's going to happen. Whereas if they are in town, maybe they can walk to the store or something like that. So uh, these dry counties, I'm, I'm shocked to hear that they're up here, too. I, I thought it was just a southern thing i did not realize that riley anything else you want to share tonight
6: i just want to say that the so-called government people who want to prevent this from happening cannot prevent it from happening it's a revolution an evolution it's time to move it forward
0: absolutely thank you riley for the call tonight appreciate hearing from you as always
2: i i love that idea of using cannabis in ritual i've I don't think I've ever shared this on the show, but like in recent times that I've tried to smoke cannabis, Mm. it has been like super anxiety producing, like it hasn't been a good experience. And I used to smoke a lot when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a strange thing for me. Um, I don't know if it's like a tolerance issue or whatever, but I think the way Riley describes it as a spiritual experience with like taking a couple hours to like meditate and, you know, set set the environment in... Just sitting quietly and just like having like, a nice, calm, peaceful experience rather than like smoking and then just going off and doing normal mm-hmm. daily things. I think maybe that would be better mm. for me. So I'm actually. You should try that. I, yeah, I'm definitely going to try that. Thank, so thank you, Riley, for, for giving me that idea. That's wonderful. I, I love that he brought up that the government can't actually stop
1: it no, without never has. with any of their rules. Because earlier in the call, when he said it's a lot harder to smoke marijuana recreationally. In Utah, I was just thinking, wasn't hard for me.
0: <laughs> well, but it wasn't easy either. Like you've told me stories about how you lived on a military base and it had to be smuggled through like actual military security,
3: and that's yeah, but not an easy thing. Sometimes I'd have thing. to get
1: out of my car with the weed in my bra and let them search my car with mirrors under the car and stuff that's like that. And I'm standing easy. next to these cops while they're uh, you know trying to small talk with me, and I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm, just went to <laughs> the grocery store or whatever,
0: right? That's not easy.
1: Okay, but it wasn't that's impossible. Risky. Yeah.
0: yeah, no, anything. Well, if there's a will, there's a way. I mean, clearly, the will is for people to get high. I mean, that's just a natural thing for humans. Whether you get high on alcohol or you get high on you know, something else, that's just what people do. And it's not just a people thing. It's an animal thing. Like yeah, A lot of animals will, will eat fermented fruit, and they do that on purpose. It's not like an accident. They know what they're getting into. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. You can join us. Share your thoughts. Reminds me of this dolphin special I watched once where young dolphins would pass around a puffer fish and the poison that would come off the puffer fish would get them high. It was amazing to watch. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phones open if you want to join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero, 603-283-6160. And we are brought to you by Bitcoin.com. If you're ready to learn about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, you can get over to Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started at the top of the page there and you can learn the basics. Because it's high time you do that. It's been 13 years now that Bitcoin's been around. If you haven't taken the time to learn a little bit about it, it's A good plan. In fact, we were just in a a restaurant the other day. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Do you want to?
1: Oh, I was just going to say, I think it's great that the Super Bowl commercials actually influenced people to want to learn about uh, cryptocurrency because our waitress the other day, we gave her a gold back. And she, we were explaining to her what it is. She was like, wow, that's really cool. Is is this like that crypto stuff? <laughs> it's kind of cool that she even made that connection. And it she is specifically like that. mentioned
0: the the Super Bowl. Oh,
1: yeah. Sorry. And she said, yeah, I, I've always wanted been interested in it. But I saw one of those commercials during the Super Bowl. And now when I move out, I'm going to start learning about it. That's her plan for the summer.
2: This is the future. And it's not too late. No. Bitcoin's on sale.
0: It sure is. It's been on sale for the last few months. Uh, right now, what is it, like $45,000 yeah, a Bitcoin? There. But remember, you don't have to buy a whole coin. You can buy a fraction of a fraction. Anyway, that's, those are some of the things you'll learn if you go over to Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started at the top of the page. And if you want to get the latest news headlines anytime, whether you're new or, or an old schooler, OG, uh, head over to news.bitcoin.com. You'll find those there every single day. Let's go to Jack calling us from Washington State. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jack.
7: Yeah, I have a funny story about uh, mushrooms and my 12-pound Dachshund when I was younger.
0: Oh, really? Okay.
7: Yeah. First, I want to tell a story. I want David to smoke more weed from uh, Albuquerque. <laughs> See, you know too,
0: about, he's but. too amped up for you, too upset, too agitated. He, he is intense. Yeah.
7: Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I know I used to take the, the what, Liberty Bells and you'd soak them in a packet of uh, Kool-Aid. Really good, actually. And, uh, you know, cook them that way. It tasted a little bit better. Hmm. But my little Dotson got into it. Oh, my. My whole point is that uh, Shorty's was his name. He drank an entire, (laughs) like, top ramen bowl of this stuff. Oh, my my God.
0: God. (laughs) hold on, hold on. Before you go on, what would a bowl of this stuff do to a human being?
7: Uh, it, it gets you high.
0: I understand that. So it would, <laughs> but, it would be a, a good dose of mushrooms is what you're saying.
7: He, died. he, died. he, he had freaking fallen shadow, shadows around. He's freaking out and he was mm-hmm. having a blast. you know, <laughs> I, that's kind of my point. When he lived till he was almost 17 years old.
3: Wow. He smoked
7: wow. weed about 500 times, you know, and we didn't mean to give him the shrooms. I think that would have been too far to be on purpose.
0: Sure. Yeah. You know
7: but he didn't seem
0: to be frightened he didn't seem to be unnecessarily no. having a bad trip oh, he was or something fun. that's amazing he
2: probably knew what they were oh, he <laughs> maybe he was like i want some of that yeah he was looking for them
0: <laughs> <laughs> like i've been waiting for this guys. for my whole life
7: yeah he had powers i mean he was jumping on top of the couches flying across stuff you know <laughs> 17 years old he was 17 he was that old. Yeah, almost wow. 17. That's so he was crazy. only eight or nine when he did the. Oh, okay, the okay. Care. Eight
0: or nine. Okay.
7: Yeah. Got it. And then we had another little dog, Coney, and he got into a, I don't know, uh, gosh, I haven't bought weed on the street for years now, mm-hmm. but he got into like an eighth of weed. And this dog weighed six pounds. Oh, wow. He ate the entire damn thing. I mean, this is a little dog. You know, he was yeah. a little bit weird. But he was fine. Mm-hmm. The next day he was running around. So I'm saying it's kind of like, you know, we, we put these drugs up there with, you know, crack or, I don't know, battery acid. But yeah. They're not. Yeah. They they can be very helpful. And my dogs both enjoy the heck out of
0: it. <laughs> Good story, Jack. Anything else you want to share tonight? Uh no, this Dave needs
7: to smoke some weed.
0: All right, good advice. Thanks for the call tonight, man. I I definitely appreciate it. And
1: conversely, whenever my dog has to go to the doctor and they give him whatever medicine veterinarians give dogs for pain if they have to have a surgery or something, Mm. my dog has the worst time on Mm. those pharmaceutical meds. He has a horrible time. He needs some
2: C B D.
0: Yeah, it was pretty scary when we had him back after a, an operation last year. Yeah,
1: he got a tooth taken out, and they had to put him like to sleep <laughs> to do that. Not mm-hmm. put him to sleep all the way, but you right. know. yeah. I don't know what they use, But when he came home, he was freaking out. He was staring at me like I was terrifying, and then he tried to run away from me, but he Aww. couldn't walk. It was horrible. Yeah, he couldn't
0: even make it up the stairs That's a following. bad trip. It was yeah. bad. So it was I, really bad.
1: I don't know. I'm just comparing that to pharmaceuticals, to yeah. this dog that did shrooms and loved it. <laughs>
0: It makes me curious as to what uh, coconut would be like on on shrooms. Again, not I, I I do agree that you probably shouldn't <laughs> feed your dog these things on purpose. Yeah, but no, I
1: would not.
0: S- still, pretty entertaining story. We go to be a uh, bad slave, in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Bad slave.
3: Hi there, and I wanted to address my call to Nikki. Um, you had come up with a number for a, like the first year or nine months of uh a baby's uh injections
2: yeah that was some five years old and that's and that's like if you get all of them
3: um, how many was it well about 50 uh, 50. I i actually uh listened to a um in our video uh from a pediatrician in orlando i can't remember her name but uh she seemed a really logical, regular person, regular doctor, and and she said, uh, in a year or two years, the you know, the the bulk of these injections counted up to like a hundred and seventeen. Mm. And I thought, whoa.
1: Maybe in different that, states is different, and I know it's growing and growing.
0: I feel like oh, when uh, I was growing yeah. up in the maybe 80s, it was like five.
2: Like, yeah. 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 117. So, is that like vaccinations and other things? Because I'm like trying to think of all well, the vaccinations yeah, think, and like there yeah, isn't even that many. Maybe it's what counting like every awesome. step of the shot. Like the. F- yeah. Like the parts. half B has three
3: steps. Yeah. They have multiple shots mm. for some, just, just like they tried to do with this, uh, COVID. you know. Fight. Yeah. Or oh, not. and
2: I'm and I'm sure if you get a flu shot every year too, that would count.
0: Speaking of COVID, uh, there's a video that just came out. I guess within the last couple of days, yeah, just yesterday uh, from Project Veritas from a FDA officer who says an executive at FDA who is saying they're planning to demand people get annual COVID shots, that this is something the Biden administration is quietly working on. We can share that with you on the way here. Uh, Sleep, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, we got more coming up. And your calls and thoughts are welcome. The number here, if you want to join the show, it's 603-283-6160 and I do actually have the video from Project Veritas. It's one of those videos where they got this guy to you know, admit all this stuff over dinner. So the the way they're setting these these agents of the government and Pfizer and the other people that they've cornered up is they, they just have them take, you know, like they meet somebody on like, I don't know, a dating site or whatever and it's actually a Project Veritas female reporter.
1: It does seem like dates. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it is. Who
0: gets them to spill the beans. They even had like a,
1: a gay informant
0: Yep, they did that too. Went on a
1: date with a guy.
0: The number here is 603-283-6160. You can join us on Free Talk Live. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th Annual ForkFest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021. ForkFest takes place the week after PorkFest, but... ForkFest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. You can find links to those at forkfest.party. We hope to see you there. Forkfest.party. It's Free Talk Live, and the phones are open here. You can join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Tonight, you've got Ian. And Bonnie. And Nikki. And I want to say thank you to Big G, who is a Free Talk Live supporter via the new Amps Patreon that we've got set up. He's doing a silver-level over there at amps.freetalklive.com amps.freetalklive.com you can head over there and sign up with your debit card, credit card or paypal via the amps patreon you get some cool perks too and it's uh, only 5 bucks a month so thank you big g for helping us out over there that's amps amps.freetalklive dot com uh we got uh, steve rusnock number one on twitch asks what is the intro song i really like it the band that does our intros is called rebel inc rebel i n c two words rebel inc i don't particularly know offhand the name of the song specifically uh but they're a great freedom friendly rock band so check them out they do great work and they let us use their music
1: i think captain knows cool. and he said it before but i can't remember either
0: Hmm, i don't know um i mean I, i'm the one who put the thing on the air but that was years ago so <laughs> you'd probably
1: find it and then you'd be able to uh, yeah, find more music you like if you just look them up
0: yeah if you like that song you're gonna like a lot of their stuff so check that out all right let's go to your phone calls and thoughts sarah is on the line calling us from new mexico go ahead sarah sarah in new mexico going once Sarah in New Mexico going twice. Eh, She usually calls back if she hangs up the line. So, Well, I'm sure we'll hear from Sarah later on tonight. Uh, So the number again, 603-283-6160. We still have to talk about Mike Lindell coming up here in a little bit. But since uh, Bad Slay brought up the vaccines issue, I do have this video from the folks over at uh, Project Veritas where they caught a man named Christopher Cole... Who is with the Food and Drug Administration, saying things like this?
8: Biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible. So you have to get an annual shot. I mean, hasn't been formally announced yet. They don't want to like uh, rile everyone up. The drug companies, the food companies, the vaccine companies—they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their products if they can. Wow. Wow.
3: Haven't
1: they learned yet? Haven't haven't they had some kind of meeting where their bosses said, Listen, if you're on a date and someone wants to know about your job, don't talk about but the yeah, vaccines. Even,
2: even if this person wasn't like an undercover, why would you it just doesn't seem like a smart move if you're doing sketchy stuff. Well, to tell this random girl stuff while you're on a date, like he I thinks don't know. That
1: in his twisted mind, being um in the know on Joe Biden's vaccine plans is like cool, and he's yeah. like, flirting. it makes him so hot. It yeah, makes
3: him
0: important. So he's an important yeah. bureaucrat in you know he's running the government Ugh. and he wants to brag about that. That's, so You gross. know, this is the his equivalent of you know with the the guy holding up the big fish in the photos right yeah, on the right. dating sites right. He's you know he's going to mandate vaccines. <laughs> this is
2: his version of a lifted truck. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly.
8: every person required an annual vaccine. That is a recurring return of. Um, uh, money going into their, their company i mean just from everything i've heard they're not going to not approve this.
0: he's talking about uh in that case the toddler vaccine which comes up later on yeah. in the, the video so i mean that's basically the summary of what is this six minute long video that they then will show to you where he gets into more detail uh about all these things but Yeah, so they're talking about doing an annual vaccine and possibly doing some kind of a mandate. Now, how they're going to implement that remains to be seen. This guy is some higher up kind of type person in the FDA. Uh, So he's not like, you know, a low level bureaucrat, he's an executive officer heading up the agency's countermeasures initiatives. Which plays a critical role in ensuring that drugs, vaccines, and other measures to counter infectious diseases and viruses are safe. But as you heard there just a moment ago, it sounds like they're clearly on the take from the pharmaceutical companies. So you can't believe the FDA when they say anything.
1: And what he was saying is exactly what the left used to hate above like so many other things is, you know, the fascism of companies going to a government entity and Mm -hmm. giving them money to push their drugs and approve their drugs, that's horrible. And that's what the left used to be all against. And now they're in favor of it. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy. It's
2: insane.
0: But they were against it when Trump was in office. But then once Biden took over, then they became in favor of the vaccine. They're like, all right, let me roll up my sleeve. Give me three shots.
1: Yeah, when Trump was in office, I had this plan and I was telling my friends who... Yeah, they're not. They're kind of apolitical, but mm-hmm. you know, they're young people. Um, that's pretty typical
0: gonna, for young people.
1: I would just say I'm not going to take the Trump vaccine, and they'd all be like, "Oh yeah, you're right. right. I'm not going to take it." And now they all have it. Yep. Yeah.
0: Because somehow the vaccine changed between Trump and Biden, which is ridiculous.
2: And you know, there's so many people who only got it because they want to go to concerts. Yeah. They want to travel. travel. Mm-hmm. It's really so. Sad. That's a a a big one.
0: Our very own Mark Edgington got it because he wants to travel.
1: He got two different brands. He did.
0: He was in that desperate of a situation.
1: But luckily nothing bad happened to him because
0: Well, now wait a minute. He, he says he can't even remember things anymore and That's he true. blames He blames COVID for that, which may yeah. be, you know, what happened to him, but
1: I think it could be the vaccines. I forgot about that. I was I was just saying thank God he didn't just die, but
0: no, no he did not die. Thank goodness. Uh, so, there's more in this video. We can dig deeper if you'd like. The number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. 603-283-6160. Do you guys want to hear more from this bureaucrat in this
2: Yeah, I'm this kind case? of interested because it sounds like he's disagreeing with it or he at least is acknowledging. Just by saying, oh, the pharmaceutical companies are trying to make money off of this, to me that just seems like if you're saying something like that, you know it's wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: if he's high level at the FDA... Some people
1: just don't have moral compasses.
0: So he introduces himself as a manager for the Food and Drug Administration. Here, here's some more audio. Food and Drug
8: Administration, my, uh, my agency oversees vaccines. Oh. Vaccine approvals and, and uh, devices for vaccines. And my office clears all the uh, emergency approvals. Since COVID is under an emergency uh, order, we expedite the approval of any emergency.
0: I've been there for like 22 years. Biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible. And he's so you have to get an- sitting at a dinner table. They've got, you know, you'll hear the clinking of uh, forks and things like that. He's got. A, uh, there's a, usually like a bottle of wine in front of him. so Clearly, this person is on a date.
1: And I love how the uh, undercover journalist says things like, "Oh, she already knew that." <laughs> sure. <laughs> awesome.
0: yeah, well, she's she's feeding Legendary. him questions so yeah. she can get his uh, his answers on tape here. So well,
1: here. that's what you do.
0: Or on video. Awesome.
8: Manual an shot. I mean, hasn't been formally announced yet they don't want to,
2: like, uh, rile everyone up. So, Is it going to be formally announced? Yeah,
8: yeah, at some point. I mean, it's going to be, uh, uh, and some of it's been talked about publicly, but it has been talked about on, like, CNN or Fox or MSNBC or anything.
0: Um, now, it would be, un. it seems unlikely, given what has transpired so far, that they could somehow mandate this on everyone in the United States, because they, he, as he points out, that's going to rile people up. And there are, there's going to be a large number of people who refuse to uh, participate. However, what they can do is incentivize it heavily, right, to where they start having vaccine mandates, and they also could, for instance, say, oh, you want to get your Social Security payment? You're going to have to have a vaccine. Oh, you want to get your welfare payment? You're going to have to have a vaccine. You want to get a Medicare? You want to get a Medicaid? Whatever. You want right? to
2: get a kidney transplant?
0: They're doing that now.
2: Yeah, they've right? been doing that for some hospitals. I, they've been doing that for like a year or more. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, wasn't there a Boston uh, incident recently? With something yeah, I like knew that?
2: I knew someone uh, personally. Oh wow! Who he couldn't get a kidney transplant has double kidney failure.
0: God, that's insane! And
2: now he like his family. I mean, it's just wow. so awful that. People have to make these decisions, and how? then we had another friend, somebody in the Liberty community. He was in Cape Cod at a Cape Cod hospital, and they were refusing him treatment because he was unvaccinated and didn't want to wear a mask. He had a burst appendix. How and can they were refusing people, treatment?
0: How can these people, these nurses and these doctors, justify this with the old? They need uh, to go to
2: jail. The Hippocratic Oath. Yeah, the I Hippocratic Oath. Thank yeah. you. That's
0: what I was looking for. That thou shalt do no harm. Right? That's like what these people supposedly believe. Apparently not anymore. Uh, you can share your thoughts here. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. The phones are open you're invited. If you want to join us, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160 and in the studio with you tonight you've got Ian
2: and Bonnie and Nikki
0: we're talking about the FDA apparently at least according to one of their executive agents has some sort of plan or the Biden administration has some sort of plan to roll out mandatory covid vaccinations on a yearly basis and he says here in this project veritas undercover video taken of him as he's obviously out on a date with this undercover uh, Project Veritas reporter admitting that they're planning this, but they haven't announced it yet because people are going to get riled up about
2: it.
1: Did he say they haven't announced it yet because Correct. of that? Oh, yes. I didn't catch that. I heard yeah. him say they haven't brought it up, but not...
2: Just Does doesn't mean- make any sense because like, they don't mandate the flu shot. They don't. Because why would you? That's weird. Well, as he does admit
0: here in this video, it does mean if they mandate it, that's guaranteed profits for all the pharmaceutical corporations. Yeah. And people are way more afraid of COVID-19 than they are of the flu. Even that's though true, even though the flu is more this, deadly. Yeah, they're very similar in a lot of ways. I think the um,
1: government's more afraid of uh, the people rising up, though. Don't you think that if it became mandatory, the people would start doing things like the Canadians?
0: I would hope so. Absolutely. I mean, the
1: Canadians don't even own guns. They're not as scary.
0: That's true. And yet, look at how successful the trucker convoy, the uh, the Freedom Convoy, has been there in Canada now with, I think, from what I can tell, almost every province repealing their vaccine uh, passports.
2: Yeah. and Justin... Really? Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Well,
0: they're announcing it. So some of them have okay, actually re- so. repealed it. Alberta has repealed theirs. Saskatchewan, I believe, is the end of this month. And then Ottawa, or sorry, um, Ontario and Quebec, I believe, are sometime in March.
1: Oh, Quebec I didn't know about. I know that they kind of... Quebec just
0: announced this week.
1: Wow. I know that they kind of stepped back because they were going to start finding the unvaccinated and then they quickly stopped doing that, but... Um, yeah, that's crazy.
0: So we'll see how it plays plays out here in the U.S. But this is what he's saying. He's an executive with the FDA. He's saying they're planning to roll out some sort of a mandate on a yearly basis. We continue here.
8: So yeah, it'll it'll, it'll you'll have to get uh, an annual. I think um, what's going to happen is um, it's going to be a gradual thing. Schools going to mandate it.
0: Okay, that's one thing, right? But
2: they kind of already are, as far as. Other vaccinations go. I mean, That's you can't right. send your kid to public school if they're not vaccinated.
0: And that is the argument they will use. They'll say, hey, what
2: are you parents He's complaining about? Too.
1: When I was a kid, I went to uh, public school and I was unvaccinated. Really? Yep. Wow. I, I think I'm religious exemptions in Tennessee. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There is ways
2: around it. And I think different states are more lenient. Like, I'm sure hmm. if you tried to, like, pull that in, in California. Yeah. In California uh, or even, no like, New England, mm-hmm. you might not have as it's it's definitely not super easy to do and yeah. i think it's just getting harder for harder and harder for parents to do that nowadays and i feel like
0: i've heard that i don't know if it was los angeles county that there have been vaccine covid vaccine mandates at some school systems already in in the united states so i think wow that that's in some...
2: schools too it's not even approved for i think it's 12 years and up
0: Right now, mm, no. Or... I think they, didn't
2: they get a no, five? No, yeah, they and, were doing the five. Yeah, oh my they God, got a five to eleven-year so
0: emergency authorization. So now they're trying for six months to five years. I believe is now the thing that they're pitching to the ph- pharmaceutical companies are pitching yeah. for this. In fact, he addresses that coming up here. Uh, so here's more.
2: Why do they need the third one?
0: Now, okay, so what you can't hear in the audio is they're showing on screen is the text of what's being said, and then the editor is putting into parentheses what she's referring to, so when she says they... She's referring to toddlers. So now this conversation... Again, this is an edited video. These yeah. guys probably sat here. There's, there's at least two different dates. There, you can see footage from two different locations. One of them, they're like at an outside thing, kind of. And then this one, there's a completely different angle. He's got a bottle of wine next to him. So they went on a second date, and they got more information out of him. So they're cutting up the video to the most interesting parts. She says, why do they need three vaccines? And he says the same reason you or I would. The same
8: reason um, <coughs> you or I would need the fair to Because the, the vaccine, um, it wanes.
0: Mm-hmm. Unlike every vaccine other vaccine, what? it wanes. Meaning uh, the effectiveness goes down over time.
1: I thought he said leaks. I guess Conan is getting in my head.
0: <laughs> but that's very unlike other vaccines, right, Nikki? Like the vaccines yeah, you, we grew up with, you take one and you're done.
2: And like you're some, immune. like the hepatitis B, for example, it's there's three rounds of it. But even with that, I mean, I've had the hepatitis B vaccine six times hmm. and I'm still not immune. So there's like some, i there's some that just don't always work with people. Hmm. But with this, it's like, generally, once you get it, you should be immune. So I don't understand why you would need to get a new one every single year. Because it
0: makes for and, better money for the co- corporations
2: that with, make it. Yeah. With
1: like hepatitis B, do you get the same exact shot three times, or is it like step
2: one is something, step two is something? No, I think it's I. I'm I'm not positive, mm. but mm. I think it's the same shot. Mm, I okay. mean, I saw yeah. And that's when, I mean, you get those when you're like literally a baby. Mm.
0: More from the video.
8: Mm-hmm. Um, your ability to fight. weight. so the three will bolster your your system. And then there'll be an annual, um, eventually an annual, just like the flu shot. For the toddlers? Well, for everyone. Okay, so the toddlers
4: too then. We'll have to get Pro- it Probably. Okay.
8: I mean, yeah. that's in the future. We're not sure. Yeah. That might involve more uh, more studies.
4: The FDA was scheduled and to meet.
1: She's really brave. I would be so afraid that I would like set him off and he would freak out. Because first of all, he looks like a straight up psychopath drug warrior or something
0: yeah he's got like these yeah. really wide eyes and he's just staring he looks military, really
2: intently like he used mm-hmm. to be in the military i think i'm the opposite of you i'd be afraid that he would say, say something that would set me off mm-hmm. and that i would freak out and together. like blow my cover <laughs> yeah like where she, when she's saying like even toddlers i
1: feel like that would almost clue him in like mm. this lady isn't dead yeah, the this- vaccines
2: this guy sounds like an idiot, honestly. Yeah.
4: <laughs> this week, to discuss approval of the Pfizer vaccine for children as young as six months old. They were hoping to have the new vaccine available by the end of the month, but the meeting was unexpectedly canceled, citing the need for more testing.
3: You guys have been in the news
8: a lot the last couple days. Yeah, we're looking at um, trying to approve. Um, I don't completely agree with their
9: association,
8: the process. They're looking at trying to inoculate um, um, kids under five years old. When
0: he's hmm. saying they, that he doesn't agree with their process, he's referring to the FDA, the agency for whom he works.
1: And so you're right, Nikki. You're right that he seems like he doesn't approve of it but he's just still like yeah but it's uh orders it's what they the the corporation is doing i just enforce them i'm just a manager at this company he's probably making good money too oh yeah. i bet so yeah, government
0: bureaucrat high level yeah. federal government bureaucrat they, they make good money and good benefits on top of that let me go on
3: mm-hmm.
8: between six months and five years old what do you mean you don't agree with the process well i mean they um they don't have all the all the tests aren't there so I agree with the thing that it is important so to inoculate awesome.
0: them. Children, um, toddlers. <laughs> just so.
1: with the bad tests. Yeah, he just wants medicine. to have more
0: paperwork, I guess. But
8: you can't provide the, um, the parent as much um, a surety as you normally want to.
0: Despite Cole's concerns regarding... So he's not really concerned with injecting children mm-hmm. with an experimental vaccine. He's just wants to persuade the parents... Be more effective at persuading the parents that this is a good idea. Because if you don't get the parents to buy in on it, it isn't gonna happen. And you know
1: that's like a huge thing that I hate about a lot of parents. Like people acting like their kids are their property. Like I need Mm. to be convinced if I give my kid this lifelong like something that will affect their life for the rest of their lives, uh, injection into their body. That's crazy.
0: Well, I mean, this does get into an important question about parenting, and and I think this is something that libertarians disagree on, on a kind of a fundamental yeah. level, is are your kids the equivalent of your property while they are under your roof? Can mm. you decide what to put into their body? And it's an interesting discussion. I tend to lean towards the idea that children uh, are their own individuals and should be able to make decisions for themselves, but on the other hand... You know, I do understand the argument that—so there's, like, the peaceful parent, right, that will not do anything to possibly influence their child in any way. Like, oh, you want to eat candy and never brush your teeth? How's All that, right, have at it. It's not just peaceful.
1: It. It's silly. I mean— Okay,
0: but that's, in theory, like, the ultimate far uh, logical extension of peaceful parenting is they don't force any sort of idea on their kids. Yeah. But and then what I
1: was saying is you don't want to harm your kid for the rest of their life. Yeah. not oh, everybody has known for like hundreds of thousands of years that broccoli is good for you. So giving your kids broccoli is abuse. Obviously, obviously that's not true. But when your kid has no chance of dying from COVID and you want to give them a, a rush through the testing process vaccine for it, that if you do any little amount of research, you can see that it's been harming people left and right. I think that should be considered child abuse.
0: Mm, yeah, it is. Should you take the kids from those parents?
1: I I don't know that mm-hmm. answer. Oh, well, these
0: are tough questions. We're coming up here in moments. You could share your thoughts. This is Free Talk Live. Hour three is next.
9: Free Talk Live.
0: It is Free Talk Live. You are invited. Control of the airwaves, 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. Tonight
1: it's
2: Ian. It's Bonnie and Nicky.
0: We are sharing with you some of the latest footage, the audio, that's we're on the radio, of uh, Project Veritas, the latest undercover operation they've run on the fda and apparently they've got another video that they're going to be releasing as well regarding the fda so we'll see what other surprises they have for us but right now i guess we shouldn't be too surprised to find out that uh this fda administrative type christopher cole admits on an undercover camera that he and the fda and the biden administration are planning on a mandatory annual covid shot now it's not explained exactly how they're planning on mandating such a thing. I sus I suspect it's going to be an incentivized thing that if you want anything from the government, you have to get the COVID shot. If you want any kind of, you know, thing that they've promised to you, whether it's your uh disability, whether it's social security payments when you're retired or medical coverage or whatever, welfare. Uh, that the people are going to have to get a COVID shot. He does suggest that it will be rolled out at government schools, and I think we were just talking about that a moment ago, about, Nikki, you pointed out that for a long time, government schools have been mandating various different vaccines, and so that's how they're going to excuse this. They'll just say, well, you guys didn't complain when it was, uh, you know, these other shots that we've mandated on your kids. Now it's, just it's a so, problem.
1: It's so weird because it does seem like it's different because, first of all, it's an mRNA vaccine, which that's is That's different, yeah. and They don't uh, they've at least no school I've ever went to and I've never heard of them doing this. They don't mandate the flu shot, which is more similar than like uh, the chicken pox vaccine. Maybe I can understand. I mean, I don't understand any mandates, but um, like I can see maybe why the average parent would be like, yeah, we need that. That's fine. But this is something totally different.
0: Well, it is t- totally different in some ways, but their argument is going to hold muster likely when it comes to legally legally defending it. It's like, oh well, you know, we've already been mandating shots; this yeah, is just another one.
1: Well, the people excuse
2: it and allow it and not rise not up against up it. Not stand up
0: against it. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's ultimately a great a question.
2: question because at this point, it seems like most people are vaccinated or at least claiming they are. You know, so mm. it seems like most people have already taken the bait. And this is another great reason why we can't be relying on the government for things like this like social security and schooling and housing. I I know so many people that are collecting from the government who if they got their benefits and you know their social security checks taken away, they would be screwed. Yeah. So we need to be living independently. You know, if we're going to say that we're libertarians and anarchists, we need to act like it. We need to live independently and be able to provide for ourselves and our families without needing daddy-and-mommy government agencies to take care of us. Right.
0: If you want the government to take care of you, they're going to tell you what you put in your body and yeah. what you can't put in your body. And we're going to go to your calls and thoughts. More from Project Veritas coming up here. But first, Jessica is on the line in Missouri. Jessica, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Yeah, I
9: wanted to address this um this chick that keeps calling in every single day. Sarah from New Mexico yeah. who raves and caves about how great communism is. Mm-hmm. Right, it's even though she's like, never I actually seems communist. to have read a
0: thing about it.
9: She hasn't read anything about it. She when in nineteen seventy three, when I was seventeen years old, I went to the Soviet Union on a tourist visa for eleven days with my Russian class. Oh wow. And all the people that had like decent clothes and something decent to eat were all tourists, like from Western Europe and America. The, the yep. Russian people were all poor. Even the cops and the party people were all poor. They they had nothing. They had cardboard shoes. It was like thirty degrees below zero. I went in April, you know, and so wow. it was cold. It's like and they had cardboard shoes and and all and this garbage. It's like is this Sarah Chick? She gets a, a welfare check from the state probably for being some form of nut job or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the reason that comes in, she thinks that's communism. It's not communism. In a communist country, it's from each according to his ability to each according to his work. If you don't want to work, you want to sit around and cry disability and have them feed you and house you and give you money, it's like they don't do that in communist countries, man. They put you in a gulag in Siberia where, by the way, you have to work or they'll just kill you.
0: You will die. I mean, even if you are working, you're going to likely die if you're in a gulag in Siberia.
9: Yeah, that's true, but, you
0: know. <laughs> that's what they do. No, you're absolutely is. right. I mean, people always talk about Hitler, and Hitler, bad, no doubt about it. But communism, worse. I mean, they killed yeah. more people hmm. in in yeah, Russia. No
9: one killed, like, ten times as
0: many Jews as Hitler did he killed
9: like a hundred times as many
3: people as world war through did. yeah of, so of said,
0: their own we're not
9: people talking about nice people here yeah but never right. benevolent and just give you stuff right and I it's not something
0: go. that it's not some sort of phenomena that only existed a hundred years ago this is something that's happening today it's happening in north oh, yeah. korea where you cannot leave there you are literally living in a prison state and you have, uh, it's happening in China, well, where if you, are you di- can't
9: leave North Korea is because if, if they open their borders and let people leave, there would be nobody there for them <laughs> to lord it over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally. Everybody would leave.
0: There are some true believers. I mean, there, there must be true believers who still believe that uh, the Kims are gods and they've completely bought into uh, to all that. But yeah, a lot of people would, would get out of there. Eventually,
1: they'd starve without anybody to... Do slave to labor. work yeah. for them. Well, it's like
0: 1984, they don't go to South right? To be freer, exactly.
1: You
2: know? Yeah, exactly. It's like 1984, where they're controlling all of the media and all of the propaganda, and so they're, they're these people are just what being fed. Is, is hmm.
9: why is this third lady? Why is she not apprised of? I mean, okay, she's thinking she gets the welfare check, so she lives under a form of communism here. It's like. The only reason the welfare check is coming is because this capitalism made this society so prosperous. Some of our dumber politicians thought it would be a good idea to take people's money and give it to other people that, you know, for whatever reason didn't want to work.
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly right, Jessica. I mean, it's it's ignorance. It's ignorance is bliss in the case of Sarah. I mean, she is very ignorant. You cannot inform her. Well, she told me she
1: doesn't read. No. I asked her if she reads about communism or how how she gets her information because she's always saying, someone told me this, someone told me that. And she said she doesn't read on the air.
0: No, she went to some communist meetings once and somebody told her a thing or two about it and she's just been parroting it ever since without doing any kind of investigation of her own. She chooses not to go on the internet, you know, because she could, right? Like she doesn't have a computer, but she could go to the library and use one there. She's afraid of germs. So she says. Here,
9: just get out, quick, open a book at the library for anything
0: <laughs> right? else. Jessica, great call. Yes. Anything else you want to share tonight?
9: Yeah, also about um, the truckers in young Canada. It's like, um, you know, the Trudeau and his merry band of jerks are, are threatening all kinds of retribution on them. Yes. And they're still standing their ground. I think that's great, man.
0: Thank you. That's, I agree.
9: That's very great.
0: Thanks, Jessica. Thanks great for, call tonight. really appreciate the call. perspective. Uh, well-informed caller in that case. And I, the other thing I wanted to say uh, was about China. She mentioned Trudeau. We played a clip from him last night where he is just lauding the Chinese, lauding how they can just do whatever they want with their people, and they can, you know, if they want he to was mandate— saying that
1: last
2: night?
0: Well, I played a clip of it last night, oh. but uh, I don't know when he said it. Oh. He was speaking to some group. It was a thirty-second clip of him just salivating over the power that the Chinese have, and he and the face that he had—like he had this really like excited look on his face as he was talking about. <laughs> it. You could tell he was like really into yeah. what the Chinese are able to get away with over there. And of course, you know they've got gulags there right now. Mm-hmm. Now they're calling them reeducation camps.
2: That insane. sounds so nice.
1: Oh, well, a re-education camp. Yeah. Did you hear that they had a Uyghur Muslim go and light the torch this year at uh the really? Olympics? No. Really? I that's didn't what that. I heard. Maybe I shouldn't have said it before verifying, but I was like just like to show like, oh no, see, they are our friends. We just re-educated them. Uh, and that's insane.
0: Wow. Alright, more coming up here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can take control of the airways. We got more on the mandatory vaccination that they're talking about. Hasn't been officially announced yet. This is according to Project Veritas' latest undercover video. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. We will continue with that video here in moments. The uh, FDA Executive Officer of Countermeasures Initiative. Sounds like a, a cop or something like that. It sounds like a military uh, band or something like that. Like We're the Countermeasures Initiative. It doesn't really sound like a Food and Drug Administration position, but that's apparently what he does. Is countermeasures
1: means. like a medical term? Me and Ian don't know.
2: Uh, no.
0: Yeah. Nikki, Just, by the um, way, is a nurse, trained uh, Trained as a nurse. Currently not working, crack. I don't think, as a nurse. No, I was,
2: I was fired. It blew you <laughs> for out being the door. unvaccinated.
0: 603 283 6160 allows you to join us here on the radio. It's Ian, Bonnie, and Nikki in the studio. And of course, you can bring up absolutely anything you want to discuss. Coming up this summer in about four months from now, and it's going to be here before you know it. The Porcupine Freedom Festival and ForkFest, which is the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So if you don't have your Porcupine Freedom Festival tickets, you ought to get them soon because they are, uh, last we heard, over 80% sold out. And normally they don't even go on sale until like the Liberty Forum, which is in two weeks. But now it looks like they might be sold out before the Liberty Forum starts. So this event um, has become an epic level Party and uh, camping festival in the woods in beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire at Rogers Campground. You don't want to miss the Porcupine Freedom Festival, but if you want to go to an, an event that doesn't require ticketing, that has no central control whatsoever, you want to check out Fork Fest. It's the week afterwards, it's June 27th through July 3rd, and it's the sixth annual Fork Fest happening this year. Uh, it happens, uh, and it's great, and it's much smaller. It's kind of like the after-party, the, after the chilled-out after-party for a week that culminates in an epic fireworks show at the campground that they've been putting on for, I think, 43 or 44 years now. Uh, it's pretty amazing. You don't want to miss it. Free Talk Live is expecting to be on-site broadcasting for both the Porcupine Freedom Festival and ForkFest. So check out forkfest.party and get your campsite, your RV site, or your motel room with Rogers Campground June 27th through July 3rd for Forkfest 2022 at forkfest.party. Keep in mind the Porcupine Freedom Festival, you're going if you want to camp there, you're going to have to share a site with somebody. All of the yeah, campsites sold are sold out at this point. That is not the case at Forkfest, there's plenty of room. Uh so check out forkfest.party as we continue up she was just being spoken of, but I don't think she's listening. Sarah, were you listening uh, when that caller uh, we just spoke with, Jessica, was on the line?
5: No, I, I was listening to the earlier calls until, like, um, before, like, for 40 minutes, but oh. what was the call You before? mean the
0: only time that you were on hold? So the time you were yeah. holding, you were listening to the show, but you don't actually listen when you're not on hold.
1: She doesn't have to, right? Well no? I
5: well, you know what? I, I
0: tried calling the
5: the listen line, and they told me to go to our website. I really tried. Hmm. And they gave me some... What's, what's the
1: number, Ian?
0: I'll have to look up the number. I don't have it off, offhand. Oh, I
1: thought you knew
0: it. Sorry. Yeah, I tried, and it get, told me to go to some
5: website, and my, I can't figure it out. So, but, oh, I mean, I listen when I'm on hold. So, what she's talking about Ukrainian, the... Was
1: that about? No, she was saying that if you knew what communism really was, you would probably not like it. And that getting welfare in the United States is nothing like real communism. Because in 1973, she visited Soviet Russia with her classmates. And she said people there were wearing cardboard shoes in, you know, Arctic tundra weather. And they were very poor and it was not a paradise okay so but
5: i was gonna call in about that the russia saying that they had what the grave uh, mass graves of the ukrainians that were wanted to separate and join russia that's what they're claiming but i i actually happen to believe it you know but um but what do they you know, say they, what they're saying what they're saying is that the eastern part of, of ukraine they they, mur- they kill the ukrainians killed the uh, separatists in other words there was people that wanted to be part of russia and they killed them all mm. and they have mass grave sh- sites so it is a reason and a cause to invade ukraine for the people that were allies to them so but you know I, I actually i happen to believe that because the capitalists are violent when it comes to squashing the communists
0: and the communists are completely peaceful right
5: well, I mean, no, I'm not saying they're completely peaceful, but they are We aggra- become aggressive because they starved Do you think it was okay when us. they
0: killed millions upon millions of their own people in uh, Russian communism?
5: You know, I, I really don't know how much of that is true. They, <laughs> they do, you know what? They always make communism bad. Every, every time you hear about, I just you know told what? you
1: about somebody who personally went there and visited and saw with her own eyes. Maybe and she, she ignored you. She ignored every word out of your mouth. But she saw the living conditions of the average people. She said even like the cops and party people were extremely poor wearing cardboard shoes in the snow. I know people that <laughs> who have
2: immigrated to America from Russia and China and different communist countries. And let's just say they came here for a reason.
5: Okay, but you know something? Without communism in the United States or Canada, without communism, we'll be doing really bad too. Unemployment, work compensation, disability, welfare, those are all communist programs. We're going to wind up having a civil war that, here. I think you can, can describe back.
1: those as socialist programs, definitely. Like, I think the cops are a socialist program for mm-hmm. people who want everyone to pay for their protection racket. That's like a socialist program. But right. communism is like every single part of the uh, economy is basically socialized. It's controlled by the state. Yeah. It's not but, a communism. But, but in the let United me States. address
0: what Sarah's saying. Whether we're going to call it communist programs or socialist programs, they are forced wealth redistribution, and she's heralding this as some sort of positive thing. And I'm going to tell you, Sarah, that it is actually not positive to have government welfare. It actually gets people hooked. On the welfare payments, it pre- it prevents them from going out there and being productive and creating something and making life better for people. Instead, they just suck off the teat of the state, and they never stop. Uh, they c- take as okay. much welfare as they possibly can. And you know what this is like, because it's basically been your life for the last 30 or 40 or 50 years okay. or whatever, right?
5: And you always, you always argue, uh, argue you want people to donate to the Rwanda, and everybody... You have that homeless shelter that people... Yeah, vi- voluntary, voluntary donations, voluntary. yeah. Okay. okay, but what if they don't have any money to give? How about that?
0: Well, okay? if we you actually know, have freedom, so Ill- Sarah, what you don't understand is when you have freedom... You have a free market and you have a tremendous amount of wealth um, contribution or wealth creation because people are free to create the things that they want. They're free to open the businesses that they want. They're free to compete. They're free to uh, you know, get up and, and you know, create something that competes with the big players without having to ask some government person's permission first. And the fact that freedom brings wealth and wealth means you've got plenty of money to to give. People have lots of money in, in the United States, even with yeah, all the, the government The only reason that mandates. people
1: think that um, welfare is something that's very needed is because they are not allowed to see what the other possibilities would be. We're being forced to try one thing. It's clearly not working. Ruins people's lives.
0: Um, and costs a lot of money.
1: It is not, you know, effective or, you know, I can't remember the word, but...
0: It's not efficient.
1: Efficient. It's not efficient, but... It's We're not allowed to try any other way because the government, you know, Well, you can that. try
0: some other ways. It's just you have to pay for the government's crap system no, you, you on can't, top of you it. You can't
1: try not being stolen from, from the government. Well, that's true. Not going to jail.
0: I just meant you can have a charity still in most well, cases. Yeah. Uh, thankfully. But there's more even coming better. Up. Thank you, Sarah, for the call tonight. There's more on the way. You can share your thoughts here. It is Free Talk Live. talk live and you can join us here on the radio if you want to talk about whatever's on your mind you can do that the number 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 we got more from the project veritas undercover video of a fda executive officer ...of the agency's countermeasures initiatives, which apparently plays a critical role, says Veritas, in ensuring that drugs, vaccines, and other measures to counter infectious diseases and viruses are safe, or at least so they claim. Now, you know, to get back into what Sarah had kind of touched on earlier, what what if we didn't have all these government regulations? Wouldn't we be saddled with all these dangerous drugs that can hurt us? Don't we need the government to step in the way? And make sure that drugs are safe.
1: I know at least one person who um, died because they weren't. I mean, you know, died before they were allowed to try an um, untested medication.
0: Because the federal government prevented them from testing, from trying untested medication. So mm-hmm. you're saying so, so he was
1: going to die anyway? Yeah, who wasn't allowed to try an untested medication because of
0: bureaucracy? Yep. They just got in the way. And that there's a lot of people. You said you know someone like that?
1: Well. It's one of our friend's ex-wives. Because there's,
0: there's thousands of people who, you know, maybe tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands who, you know, could have tried an experimental medication, would have been willing to try yeah, an voluntarily. Right. It's their body. They're the ones who are sick. Yeah, but my no, body, my choice. Some bureaucrats said, nope. Oh, no, no. You're, uh, the pharmaceutical company hasn't paid us enough billions of dollars yet. They haven't jumped through all the arbitrary hoops we've put up.
2: And it's so ironic because there are so many pharmaceuticals that doctors are still prescribing that are not safe. Absolutely. And they're causing people to have a slew of side effects. I forget who
0: was it. I think it was uh, Mary Ruart, who's a great libertarian author, wrote Healing Our World. She's worked in the pharmaceutical business for a very, very long time. And she says that if today someone, like if aspirin had never been invented and someone just now was coming up with aspirin and trying to put it through the FDA approval process, it would never make it.
2: Really? hmm And aspirin is used all the time right. for so many different things. I mean, we give it to babies yeah. and mm-hmm. elderly people It and came out everybody before in between.
0: The approval process. So it was grandfathered in. Wow. And it wouldn't make it through it now. Mm. Uh, so the number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. People should be able to free, you know, be free to choose. If you want to try something experimental, you should be free to do that. Consult yeah, with your doctor not? and make a decision. Uh, and you shouldn't have to ask your doctor. By the way, you should be able to just go and get whatever you want
1: at Walmart
0: at wherever. Yeah. Uh, so let's continue here. We've been playing a clip from Project Veritas. They've got these undercover videos they've been doing over the last year or so. I mean, they've been doing them for longer than that, but focusing on COVID in the last year or so, and they've been pretty pretty shocking, pretty interesting stuff. This is Christopher Cole. He's a FDA executive officer being recorded by one of the Project Veritas female reporters on what is obviously a couple of dates that they went on, where he brags about how they're going to mandate a vaccine for everyone in the united states on a yearly basis but doesn't really get into details on exactly how that's going to be he does suggest they would mandate it for school children which is easy for them to do um, but that would still mean that you could probably pull your kid out of the government school and avoid it so there are usually there's going to be likely some it's, ways it's hard to, get around to homeschool
1: this. in some states like california
0: Yep. Some states make it a lot more difficult to homeschool, which is why if you actually are a liberty minded person, you've got kids and you want to have a better time, you should get out of those places and you should consider moving. If you're again, if you're a libertarian or a voluntarist or a liberty loving anarchist, you've got to get up to New Hampshire. There's just no better place.
4: I mean, I a surety, as you normally want there Despite Cole's concerns regarding the possible dangers of vaccinating young children, it seems the FDA is still willing to go through with this approval.
8: It's an EUA for all. All, um, all age groups, all designations.
0: EUA stands for Emergency Use Authorizations when he's talking.
8: And then you have to get approved by specific age groups based on the study.
1: Do you think it's really an emergency um, for the toddlers? Uh, to...
8: Well, they're all approved uh, under an emergency just because it,
1: um,
8: it's not as, as impactful as some of the other approvals, emergency approvals, but they're all being approved under that uh, standard. The efficacy data doesn't have to be as high.
0: He didn't actually answer the question about what he thinks. Hmm. Yeah, he's kind of dodged it like a politician. Yeah, maybe he kind of do.
1: is catching on, or you know, sub, you know that he's being interviewed. Like, yeah, doesn't like that question. <laughs> I don't
0: know. It's a good question. on. Go.
1: Yeah,
0: mm. the standard is
8: on emergency authorizations is that it does more benefit than harm. So, how do you know it's already getting approved? Well, they're not going to. Um, I mean, just from everything I've heard, they're
0: not going to not approve. this. <laughs> He's talking about the toddler vaccine. The wow, so ones from four to or six months to four years. So yeah, you know, the the deal is done. It's not really about studies or whatever. They just it's about all political. Money. Yeah, it's all about money.
2: And I think his not answering that first question when she asked, "Well, is it really an emergency? Like, do mm-hmm. do six months old really need?" To get this vaccine, like emergently, yeah. I think him's not answering that question
0: is an answer. it is
2: an answer, you know? It's yeah. like, no, this of course, is about money. If he if he felt passionate about it, he'd be like, "What are you talking about? Millions of babies are dying all around yeah. the world. They need to be vaccinated, mm-hmm. but they're not. No,
0: no." And it is all about approving this so more doses can be given out, so the bottom lines of all these medical corporations, <laughs> Pfizer, and Moderna, can go up.
8: Their cases weren't that high for six-month to yeah, four-year-olds. They're, they're not, but it, because it's um, related to COVID, it's under that approval process. So how many babies did they have to jab, basically, for the trial? I, I don't know. I, I haven't went to the trial, um, how many people they did. You never. There's always a chance of long, long-term effects, especially with someone younger.
4: Cole seems certain the federal government will require annual COVID vaccines, including young children, even though the efficacy, adverse reactions, and long-term effects are still unknown.
8: It's hard to find like pregnant women um, for these studies, and, um, and a significant number in order to be uh, statistically uh, accurate. I haven't tested enough on pregnancy on you know vaccines and everything, and. And women, because they have different, you know, systems than men. And they haven't they, tested them. Well, they they have, but they, no, okay. they haven't done enough prior. Now they also House have been very good at promoting that, but that was an issue for uh, a period of time.
2: Well, I feel like that's still an issue. It, it is still with, an issue.
8: It's still it's still we have, still haven't gotten there. I, I
2: rest- well, it's
0: good to know that they can't find a lot of pregnant women who are willing to subject their uh, infant fetus. I don't believe to this. that because
2: yeah, it's weird. because I know pregnant women who have gotten the vaccine, mm-hmm. I know obstetricians who are telling every single woman that comes into their office that it's safe to get vaccinated while you're pregnant. It's actually better. Wow. So I, there are actually a lot of pregnant women doing this. Yeah. And Weird. the three pregnant women in our practice that we had in the home birth setting all miscarried within days like got Whoa. their second dose of the vaccine in like four three days later they all miscarried three I, we don't have a huge practice we're mm-hmm. really only seeing like two to four births a month but i mean that's
0: significant that's
2: even, though. That's even crazier it's like a huge
1: percentage of your clients <laughs> had miscarriages
2: yeah
0: i wonder if there's any oh, statistics about well. that i wonder if miscarriages are up in the last year? Yes, since they are. You've seen something? They are, about
2: that? yes. Stillbirth is up as well, and that's when your baby is born dead. Wow. So and they're blaming it on COVID. And I think a lot of the stuff that they're blaming on COVID is the really vaccine. the vaccine. I that's mean maybe crazy. COVID is having some negative effects, but
0: Wow. Do you recall what this, the increase was? I mean, I'm obviously I don't, not prepared for this no, conversation. But. No,
2: I don't know the exact percentage, but it's been substantial and it's been to the point where... So it wasn't
0: where, like 2% or something no, like that? No, it, it was substantial. like two digits, like, double yeah, digits? Yeah, yeah. I,
2: definitely double digits. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like 30 to 40%, but don't quote Damn, me on that because right. I'm not completely yeah. sure. But it was to the point where a lot of certified nurse midwives that were working in the hospital setting quit because they were like, I'm sick of the way this is going where... Babies are being born really, really sick and there's an increase in complications.
0: If you want to join the show, you can. The number here, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever's on your mind in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are coming up. 603-283-6160. Phones are open, you can join us here. Bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160, that's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian.
1: It's Bonnie. And Nikki.
0: We're going to continue here with a little bit more from Project Veritas. Undercover video of a man working for the FDA admitting on what appears to be a date or two with a... with one of the reporters from Project Veritas that the FDA has plans to have some sort of a annual vaccine, uh, COVID vaccine mandate, that he is uh, fully expecting the FDA to approve the vaccine for children or toddlers aged six months to four years old or five years old. Uh, He says it's basically almost a guarantee because, well, they've got to help the pharmaceutical companies make money. We're going to continue, uh, and of course, you're welcome to share your thoughts at 603-283-6160. Also, don't forget, you can join us online anytime over at freetalklive.com. We do have our own social media site, and uh, that is social.freetalklive.com. That allows you to express yourself in ways that you are not allowed to do. On some of the big platforms like Twitter or Facebook, we run the server so we get to decide how it operates. It's a Mastodon server, which means it's federated and it's open source. Federated meaning you can connect to other Mastodon servers so you can follow people on other servers and they can follow you on our server it's pretty cool check it out at social.freetalklive.com a little bit more here from the video at project veritas
1: read like a couple
8: articles about it and everything i saw was that the first two shots weren't effective there there has been uh, yes it is has not been as effective as they're expecting
0: i I agree remember back when they were saying it'd be 100 percent effective
1: Yeah, the first one. (laughs) You get this shot, you won't die. That's what Joe Biden said.
0: And And now it's like,
1: you won't die as
2: hard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, quote, prior to publishing, FDA press officer Abby Cabocciano provided a comment regarding their investigation. Quote, the person purportedly in the video does not work on vaccine matters and does not represent the views of the FDA, she said. in a uh, an insert and if
4: all that doesn't raise some eyebrows
0: no no she's saying he's not in the vaccine section so oh oh, well his opinions are irrelevant she's saying just
4: wait until you see what he says in part two about the billions of dollars exchanging hands between our government and big pharma and what really goes on behind the scenes during the approval process
8: there's almost a billion dollars a year going into FDA's budget from this is it the people we um, regulate, if they can get every person required at an annual vaccine, that is a recurring return of um, uh, money going into their, their company.
0: We've been saying this for a long time, that this is all about getting money. And that's why they're coming out with boosters, because it does not they don't want it to be a two shots and you're done thing. Then yeah, the money's over. only billions
1: over. of dollars.
0: Right. Then tens of billions. Then the money's right. over. They need to get to the hundreds of billions. Then that's how they do it. you know. Just keep on mandating, keep on pushing.
2: But the shots are free. Mm, no, didn't, they're not. Didn't you know that the shots are free?
0: Tax, no, no such thing as a free lunch. Taxpayers are paying for those shots. Well, let's change gears here, Bonnie. You had a story about Mike Lindell... That's the My Pillow guy, and we've actually had them on as a sponsor here on Free Talk Live. Not
2: really,
1: I didn't know uh, that. We
0: have the My Pillow; it's it's a fine pillow.
1: Yeah, my dad, he's really conservative, like right wing, and he, I told him that they used to be an advertiser on Free Talk Live, and mm-hmm. he was like, "Wow, that's so cool." <laughs> okay, this is from NH Journal. Sununu mocks Manchester visit by. Quote infomercial guy hmm. Lindell. My Pillow CEO Mike Lindell may be a rock star on the fringe right, but Gov. Sununu, uh Chris Sununu, tells NH Journal he is not impressed. Quote: New Hampshire isn't interested in debunked political conspiracy theories uh, from some infomercial guy.
0: I love how he just purports to speak right for New Hampshire.
1: Right. I was so annoyed when I read that. I don't care about what this Mike Lindell guy says, but I know lots of New Hampshire people who do.
0: Absolutely. Like anybody out there waving a Trump flag is probably a fan of Mike Lindell. I mean that's usually the two things go hand in hand. <laughs> and the reason for that is because Mike Lindell seems to be kind of crazy. Uh kind of he- like Alex Jones. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about. Is the he guy. that radicalized? Not though? that much. Oh, well, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Well, from what I understand about him, he was after Trump lost in 2020, he went crazy, Mike Lindell, and he started to believe that Trump was actually secretly going to be um, inaugurated, despite the fact that you know he didn't win the election, and he keeps or for some amount of time, I don't know if he's still pushing this idea. Again, I don't pay any attention to him, but. Um, but Vincent, who was one of our co-hosts for a long time, would, would frequently like follow the things that he said and, and make fun of him because he kept on saying that, OK, March 15th, Trump's going to have an inauguration and he'll be announced as the real president of the United States. And then, of course, it didn't happen. So he pushes it back. Kind of like a yeah. true believer in a cult. Like, you know, or the, the people
2: who think they know what date Jesus is going to come back. Right. And yeah, and they just happen. keep pushing it back. Right. Yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people that thought that about the Trump thing, though. Right. Mm-hmm. He's one
0: of them. They thought it. Yeah. Because because probably because he was a, like a thought yeah. leader on this and mm-hmm. was was promoting this anyway. What's he doing now?
1: Well, Chris Sununu comes or goes on to say, and this is kind of a telling sentence from Chris Sununu: Our citizens can sleep easy knowing that our elections <sighs> were safe, secure, reliable, and accurate, just as they are every year. Sununu said. Oh my said. god! Mm.
2: Shut up, Aria. They...
1: <laughs> lost in what's it called, Westmoreland, Westmoreland, New Hampshire, to like six thousand votes. Yeah, there were 7,000 votes
0: in a town of 1,500 people.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. I I'm not really one of those uh huge like proponents for like this is this was a scam and Trump actually won, but I wouldn't I wouldn't put anything past the government and that seems like an easy thing for them to do is just pick the president, the winner.
2: I don't believe that most elections are real. Hmm. I, it's especially nowadays it's just so easy for them to fudge those numbers. Mm. Like you said, Aria lost by more votes than people that actually live in the town. I mean, are you kidding? Well,
0: <laughs> I think that that's probably an error on and somebody's that's Aria
2: part.
1: And what likes to say. Aria so, does always say. So it's not like I'm making any absolute declaration that it was on purpose. But it's just like it's that easy for a huge mistake yeah, like that to yeah. happen. Yeah. If they just right. tacked on an extra zero, that's what I mean, was. and nobody had you know like a big made a big deal about it. So if you know nobody's paying that much attention.
0: You mean our co-host? No. Nobody?
1: <laughs> Nobody made a big deal about it. In the streets.
0: I mean, there's always questions about elections. In New Hampshire, you actually have the ability to watch the count if you want to. I mean, God, it would oh, be boring. That sounds so boring. It would be, well, and that's why people don't do it, right? Because yeah. they've got everyone else has better things to do unless Gonna you're a total political junkie. Paint dry. And Is there
1: a possible way for every single count for the presidency to be watched
0: in New Hampshire, um, probably. Well, but I'm just
1: saying, do you have that many people and all the people that you send to each voting no, place to No, because it would be trusted? very
0: hard to actually find someone who wants to go and do that.
1: Exactly. Well, I don't but know. In I'm theory, not saying that I know it was stolen. I don't really have a huge opinion on Mike Lindell, but I think he should be allowed to speak in a state without the governor going and saying, New Hampshire's Trashing New Hampshire, yeah. people don't want to hear you. It. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, it says... His statement stands in stark contrast to Lindell, who claims the Granite State presidential election was stolen by Chinese computer hackers.
2: <laughs> I don't know about which that. Which is
1: silly, because why wouldn't the government just be, our government be the one doing it? Why?
0: Right, why does it have to be the Chinese?
1: because well, they love to outsource to China. Mm-hmm.
0: Sure, the big boogeyman.
1: <laughs> yeah. It said, and corrupted vote counting machines that switched more than 50,000 votes. Lindell, best known for his nonstop TV ads on Fox News and out there theories about COVID Well, it's COVID worth pointing 19. out that
0: if Trump uh, had won New Hampshire, it still wouldn't have flipped anything because New Hampshire yeah, doesn't have that many. Yeah, he doesn't votes. just say
1: it about New Hampshire; he says it about like Arizona. Arizona et I don't know yeah. everywhere, but right. it says um, he has nonstop at TV ads on Fox News and out there theories. It doesn't say conspiracy theory, but
0: about this is COVID-19. what is saying.
1: No, this is what
0: oh, this NH is N H Journal. Is NH journal. Okay.
1: And the twenty twenty election, he is bringing his conspiracy roadshow to Manchester's Double Tree Hotel Wednesday morning. Hmm. The New Hampshire State House of Representatives will convene at the same hotel due, due to COVID nineteen concerns that morning. I don't understand how convening at that hotel is going to make them safer from COVID than convening at the what's that place where they're supposed to convene? The reps. Are oh, you talking about
0: the, the state reps? That's what it says. I think the idea is they have more room. Mm. So they're in like um, a big yeah. uh, meeting space, whereas in the state house, the seats are fairly close together, right? So mm. like in the state house, you're literally right next to one another. Yeah. And in this other place, I think they're spread out six foot or something like that. So uh, out of time for tonight, you can join us online between now and tomorrow night over at freetalklive.com. Don't forget, uh, you can follow us on various different social media, but we prefer you be on ours over at social.freetalklive.com. Don't forget our Matrix chat server over at chat.freetalklive.com. There's a bunch of cool rooms there. And if you want to create a room or two or three, you can do that too. It's all up to you. We'll see you tomorrow.